What's good, everybody? This is Hassan with The Playmakers, your midweek partner with the live show, The Playmakers, aired on WANM 90.5 on Saturdays from 1230 to 2 p.m. I'm your host, DMV Leak. What's up, everybody? Man, I'm happy to be in the studio with my boys. What's going on, everybody? It's Brian Harden Jr., representing Broward County as per usual, man. How y'all feeling today? Feeling great. Feeling all right. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? My name is Tristan Hudden. Y'all should already know this by now, but I'm hailing from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, by way of Winter Haven, Florida. What's good, everybody? It's Young Hefe, Jeffrey Hood Jr., repping the 404 Atlanta and DMV yeah, area. Got How y'all represent two neighborhoods? What you mean? Because I'm from there. It actually happens all the time, right? Exactly. It happens. People say by way. Yeah, by way. Like, yeah. I'm sorry that you've been in Miami your entire life. Yeah. I was actually born in Brooklyn, New York. I don't even know that, did y'all? Whoa, wow. No, you didn't. Yeah, you yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. We're learning say, new things today. Yeah, you say I guess from. Learn something new every day. We represent day. Broward County. That's what we represent, guys. All right. Okay. Anyways, let's get right, y'all. We got a lot to talk about today, but first, we're going to start off with the NFL. We spent it today in the studio, and today, we have a special guest with us. We're going on our, what, fourth episode of Who's Next, and we decided to bring on a special guest. Keelan, I know him personally. I went to high school, and we went to St. John's College High School in D.C. together. But just to give you a little bit of background about the guest, Keelan is a third-year running back who has appeared in 24 games with four starts for the Texas Longhorns. Uh, he transferred from Alabama in 2021 and joined the Longhorns as a junior. In 2022, Keelan earned honorable mention all Big 12 selections as a return specialist by the league's coaches. Also earned honorable mention Big 12 Offensive Newcomer of the Year Award in 2021. What's up, Keelan? Welcome to have you on the show. It's good to have you. What's good, my boy? What's up? Happy to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. We're talking yes, sir. a little second, but yeah. Yeah, we were talking a little bit before we got on camera, before we started recording and stuff. But uh, me and you we go way back. So I've known you for years, brother. Appreciate you for coming on the show. But I'm about to go right into the questions. Out of high school, you committed to Alabama. It, that was a big commitment from you coming straight out of St. John's in D.C. So what was your recruiting process like? Honestly, like, so with a lot of, so like with people who have, I guess, a handful of offers and stuff like that, like, a lot of the times, you'll you have coaches hitting you up pretty much every day, trying to talk to you, you know, tell them a little bit about their school and all that stuff, yada, yada. But, like, I say, like, for me, I never I never was the type that, like, really got all the way into it too much. Like, I kind of was real chill with my recruiting process. Like, I ain't really – I wasn't on the phone too much with coaches. So I, didn't, I didn't really feel like doing all that. And then, like, too, I didn't really – out of all the schools that really, really, I guess, wanted to have me there to play football for them, I didn't entertain a lot of those schools. I kind of had, like, my own little – not a list or nothing, but like I knew the places I wasn't going to go personally. So I, I didn't I didn't spend a lot of time talking to a lot of people that I knew I wasn't going to make school. So my recruiting process was pretty chill for the most part. Not gonna lie to you. Yeah, that's what's up, brother. So what was it like being one of the top running back recruits in your class? You know, you obviously you had all the big schools coming at you, but you were able to kind of find the right right fit for you. So what was that like? Uh it was pretty cool. I mean, it's always cool feeling wanted, you know, in a way. It can get kinda annoying. But, I mean, it was kind of cool, you know, having schools and all that stuff come out of you. Being known, I guess, for football in a way, it was pretty cool. Um, but in terms of, like, how I made my decision and all that kind of stuff, it was really what was what felt, right? I knew Coach, Coach Loxley. He used to be the offensive coordinator at Alabama. He's from D.C., D.C. Yeah. guy. And so uh, making, building a relationship with him and talking to all the players, I knew that were down there from the time. Terrell, he was there, went to St. John's with us. He was there. Some Trey Diggs, he's from the area, from the Cowboys now. He was down there. There's a few people that um, – they're down at the University of Alabama right now and back in Brooklyn area. So talking to all of them and seeing how that was is pretty cool. So it was like a little, it was an easy transition, you know, with the defense. I said defense, with DC, offensive coordinator, and then everybody else you already know down there. Yeah. So, so Keelan, what's going on? It's Tristan. I was a big fan of yours yeah. out of high school. I saw the way you looked when I said I'm from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I see you peeped the, the correlation off real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But as we all know now, you ultimately transferred from Alabama and went to Texas. Can we mm-hmm. talk about how big of a role them trying to change your position to wide receiver played a part in that? Well, honestly, the thing is, they weren't, they weren't even really trying to change my position. So I had I didn't play the – I had a fast backtrack a little bit. So that spring, that was what, May, spring of 2021, like March, April, and May, right? That was my spring ball. And I'm going into – I'm still a sophomore this time. I'm going into, like, my junior year. And, you know, a spring ball, that's when, like, they kind of – it's kind of like preparation for fall camp. And so, like, the spring ball, they had tried a lot of stuff that they haven't tried before, stuff that they maybe think about doing in the fall. Or, like I said, they just trying to get different guys in different positions, see how they look and stuff like that. So, for me, I was still playing running back. But you know how in the offense, there's most of the people you got to get the ball to, like, your best playmakers and all that kind of stuff. And I happen to be one of those. But at just running back, they were like, let's find other ways to try to get you the ball. Let's try to put you in receiving sometimes in addition to playing running back. And so I was like, all right, cool. Like, I'm all for that. I'm all for getting the ball in different kind of ways, especially at receiving. It's a lot easier to make plays because there's a lot more space. All you got to do is worry about one person. You pass that one person for touchdown. And so I was like, all right, cool. Like, we can, we can do that. And after about, like, a few weeks, a few practices at receiving, like, it was pretty easy. Like, it was just like being, like, a little kid again. I was out there running around, catching the ball, and making plays and all that kind of stuff. So the position change wasn't really so much as to why I left because it wasn't really, like, a, a real deal. Position change, it was just, like, putting me in some package of that receiver, learning some plays and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's just a lot of what I left was, wasn't even based off of football, honestly. The football played a little bit of it, but most of it not wasn't even football decisions. And I and I do remember you sat out during the COVID year, so everybody was like, where's Keelan? Where's Keelan? Where's Keelan? Yeah. You know? Even yeah, I was like, where's so, Keelan? Like, we need Keelan out there right now. But even though that COVID year we had Najee and B-Rob, it was a real mm-hmm. deep running back stable that year. But I still felt like we could have used you in multiple ways, even, uh, mm-hmm. especially the year that we you transferred and all the running backs that got hurt, and it was just B-Rob and Trey Sanders. So I think it really yeah. left. But when you did leave and decided to transfer to Texas, was mm-hmm. Coach Sark one of the main reasons why you decided to go out there? So honestly, when I first hit the portal, portal's a little different high school. It's just like high school too, but it's all happening at one time. You feel me? Like you have multiple coaches from all kinds of schools. All of them got your number. As soon as your name go in, they got your number in email. So it's coaches literally all over the country blowing your phone all day and all night. So when I first got into the portal, I had completely forgot that Sark and them had came to Texas. I, I didn't even know what nothing was. You know, like once the coach disappeared in your life, like as a college athlete, like unless you really, really was real deal locked in with him, like always texting him and yada yada back and forth, like you probably never hear from that coach again. That's just how busy college football is. But so when I first hit the portal, I was looking around, had different schools and all that kind of stuff hit me up. And then Coach Banks, our tight end coach here, he's a tight end coach at Alabama. When he had left with um, Sark, Sark Flood, Sark Flood, Banks, Coach Milby, and like a few other little GAs and all that stuff, they all came from Batman to Texas. But when I had first hit the portal up, Coach Banks had hit me up. And like I said, I completely forgot that it was over here. He was like, yeah, can you give us a look? Like, we already know, know, know what it is over here, you know. Know the offense already, you know the coaches, all that stuff. Like, come check out the town and all that. Like, look, I was like, all right, bet. Like, I'll, I'll check that out. So, um, I said that Coach Sark, Coach Banks, and all those guys, like, me being familiar with them from Alabama and me, like, had played with them, they recruited me there. I already know the system and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that played a lot as to why I came to Texas. That made it a lot easier. And then when I came on my visit and saw how awesome I looked, it kind of like DC in a way. But yeah, when I came here and seen that it was a real city and all that kind of stuff, like, it was a nice place, I was like, oh, yeah, I can do this. So, yeah, it made it a lot easier, though. Yo, what's up, Keelan? This is Jeffrey. And my question to you is, this your third year with you and Coach Sarkeesian at Texas? Mm-hmm. Coming off an 8-5 and five season, a top 15 recruiting class. You guys have a lot of returning talent coming back. What is expectations coming to the season? 
I mean, every year here is like championship or bust. You feel me? Like, if you don't want a championship here, it's always expected. It was a bad year. But, uh, I mean, of course, we're looking to build on top of eight and five. Honestly, it's only to keep it a buck with you 100%. This is not me for saying this because I play for the team and I believe in us that much, but like, just from seeing, from knowing what I know, this is no bias in I think we should go on the TV this year. Run the table. Week two, week one, week two, week three, week four, week five, week six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Y'all gotta go to Tuscaloosa this year. Y'all gotta go to Tuscaloosa this year. Man, you like saw what happened last year. Come on, brother. I saw what happened. It was a great game. It was a great game, definitely. It was a great game. To follow up with that question, what is the running back room looking like with Roshan Johnson leaving and B. John Robinson leaving? Uh, I mean, we looking good. We looking strong. I mean, we still got a bunch of dogs. Yes, and no. Laura and B are two great players, obviously. When they're going on to the next level, do their thing. I salute them to my boys and rest for them. I can't wait to see where they end up at. But we should be strong this year. It shouldn't really be no drop-off at all, you know? That's what's up. So before, before we go to the next question, I wasn't going to ask it, and I told him not to ask it, but I just feel it. We might as well ask it Yeah, now. might as well ask it. Well, well, what's ask going on between Quinn and Arch, man? How do you think that's going to end up? I mean, like, if we had a whole season with Q, old winter, spring, summer, full season, and then turn it back around. Yeah, we got another winter, spring, summer, and then a whole other season with Q. Year two of Q should be, uh, it should be pretty dope. I think he'll be way better than what he was last year. Arch is looking good. You already know when we're talking with Arch Manning. You know what I mean? He's commanding on the back of the jersey because you already know he's going to be nice. But yeah, Arch, you know, on this thing, of course, like he's still learning and all that. You know, you got, he is just a freshman. He still would be in high school if he didn't enroll early. But no, nah, I mean, Arch will be a great quarterback in the future. Playing, Quinn is a great quarterback, so, you know what I mean? You just got to let them go out there and do their thing, whoever it is. I mean, I don't really think it's too much of a battle right now. I don't really think it's a battle in the first place. They're both great players, you know, and they both will deliver no matter who they will quarterback. And uh, Keelan, this is Brian here. We see a lot these days with the name, image, and likeness deals. We see players like RG Manning, one of the top, you know, income or recruits that, you know, get paid a lot from NIL deals this season. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you feel about NIL deals? Do you feel like they've changed college, like, sports for the better or or for the worse? I think it's made it for the better. I think NIL should have been around. I'm not like a a believer of that we should be paid by the school directly as an employer, like I through paid or something like that, or a trainer or somebody else that might work for the school. But I do think that we should have been able to make money off our own name and the likeness. Like, so I, I think it's a great thing because it allows us to make money. But um, I say this about NIL. It's not as sweet as what people think it is. Like, people be thinking it's real sweet. Like, it's just money out here for anybody and everybody. Like, everybody got a bunch of money and yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. And that's not the case. You know, unless you're like one of those real deal one percenters, and then the world of college football being a one percenter is like being a half percenter. You one of them, then maybe you might be making a lot of money, like the, the numbers you're hearing. But even those numbers are very off. But everybody else, like a lot of people, still out here fitting for themselves anyway. So it's not as sweet as people think it is, but it's great that players are able to make their own money now. You know, I think it's made the game a lot. I think it's made it a better place for sure. To add on to it, I don't think in terms of NIL that when it comes to recruiting. I don't think the NIL should be a factor in that. So, like, I don't think the should be like, yeah, I went here because they gave them enough money or something like that. Nah, I mean, that's why I think stuff is, is wrong. Man. That's like what's going on. I don't think that should be, should be how it is. But in terms of you already being where you at and people like you for who you are, how you play and all that stuff, you make some money off yourself, you know what I'm Bijan had a Porsche NIL deal, right? Lambo. Lamborghini, John. yeah. He had a deal with them. They let him drive around a Lamborghini and all that stuff and yada, yada. Yeah, that's pretty dope. He ain't, he ain't like to whip it that much. 
Mm. Nah, I get you though. Oh, it's God. not a, it's not as sweet as people think it is. Yeah. Got a quick question for you. You know, this is this is just an extra question, just because I, I've known you since high school days. Uh, during your COVID season, when you sat out, blew up like not in terms of that, but like in terms of your your size, brother. Yeah, big. So not you don't you didn't even look how you look when you first went to Bama. So can you t- just talk about like how that helped you, how that helped your performance, and how that helped you becoming into the player that you are right now? It helped a lot. So. You know how it is. At our high school, we happen to have like a weight room and a trainer and protein shakes and all that kind of stuff. So like we were blessed to be in that position to always like to, to, to be where like we can we can be in tip top shape or you know, put on that kind of muscle and all that kind of stuff. But I say that when I um when I had opted out, I ain't had nothing to do all day. You know what I mean? Like I could have sat around and did nothing all day or like the way I looked at it was like, Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna be playing this season for a couple of months like a beer, but when I come back, I gotta come back better than what I was when I left my body there, like. What I'm gonna look like? I ain't here for four months and I come back. I'm worse. So people look at me crazy. And so um, I was working out with my older brother, a personal trainer. We was literally like we'd wake up and we'd go lift and then we'd chill and then we'd go lift later on that day. So I was working out probably like two days for like months straight. Just working out, working out, and that just gave me that extra little strength, the extra little oomph to my game. That makes it a little pop to where like. I know I'm not the biggest guy. I'm mean, only five out of buck eighty five, buck ninety between them most of the time. But it, it made it to where like I had that strength to where I can't be little boy. If that makes sense, you know, I can't be thrown around and more durable and stuff like that. And with being able to, to do more, you know, you got to make that jump from high school to college. And I kind of you know got that college about it. That boy hopped on the grams looking like a, a bodybuilder. I said that. Ain't yeah. <laughs> now I ain't gonna lie, like I ain't as big as I was in that photo. Yeah, I remember that was like four or five months of literally eating weights, bro. Like I'm lifting every day, all day. Now I'm running and all that kind of stuff, a lot more and doing a lot more stuff. So that's that's bulking weight. That ain't that wasn't like in season plan weight. In season you gotta cut down a little bit, you know. So yeah. I do have uh, one more question for you. What's up? Because we hear from Malik all the time about St. John's this, St. John's that, St. John's this. I don't mm-hmm. got to nothing, Keelan. So I, 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 I want to ask you. I know you ain't got about nothing. What's up? What's up? I do got one question for you, though. State championship senior year against Caleb Williams. Tell me what happened. I've heard it from Malik. I need to hear it from you about what, what happened. Well, honestly, I put the blame on myself for that game. I, didn't, I was injured and I couldn't play. So I like to put the blame on myself. But we were definitely cheated. I mean, if you sit there, you can watch film, bro. Like, my man, Ron Cook had the handoff one yard line, right? Like, dudes, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I know that he was on the ground at least for a second or two, bro. Like, the play was clearly dead, bro. It was clear as day that the play was dead. And a ball had came out. I guess after being on the ground for two, three seconds, the play was dead, but the ball had came out. And somebody picked it up and ran it all the way back without the whistle being blown. But I swear to God, like, on everything I love, like, bro, I even got tackled or, like, he was literally, like, on the ground. Like, his knee hit the ground or something, he was tackled, bro. But, like, the play was clearly dead. Like, the God's agony defenders weren't even playing on him. So y'all don't y'all credit none of that to Caleb Williams, huh? It was, it was, it was, it was, <laughs> nah, I'm not, I'm not giving him none of that. Nah. <laughs> bro, was, bro, they, they got, bro, bro, they was getting strapped the whole game, bro. Like, only thing they could do was run the, the quarterback. That was it. That's all he was doing, running the ball as a quarterback. Bro, we was undefeated that season two, bro. I, like, bro, that season, we bro, was going to be number one day. in the country, bro. What, bro? Yeah. So yeah, I, I no, mean, we was definitely yeah. cheated though. Like, you can look it up, bro. Like, if I can find a, the what film of that and show y'all, like, you will see that it was BS. IMG number one in the country, bro. We was raw, that bro. Bro, we was better than bro. We was better than raw. We was raw. And I can't even talk. I really want to talk right because we on the interview, bro. We was real deal. Like, we was better than everybody in the country, bro. Like, bro, we was OC my senior year, bro. 
we was OC, bro. You got to think about it. Like, our class is like that. And then we had the 2020s with us. Them young is real, dude. The whole killings, though, like Keelan said, though, like Keelan got hurt, too. Like, he got hurt midway through the season, bro. I ain't, bro. I barely played in here, bro. If y'all remember, I pulled my hamstring in that scrimmage. You know, uh, yeah. yeah, so I had missed, like, the first four weeks. And I tried to play that Hoover game. And I pulled it in Hoover again. And so yeah. I was out for, like, two, three weeks after that. When I finally get back, my meniscus is size to blow up. And now I can't play no more. Oh yeah, it was bad. Uh, I ain't gonna lie, you. I love the confidence, but saying y'all were number one in the country when you got IMG blowing teams Maybe out they, and Bryce brother, Young, brother, yeah, brother, 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 Bryce Young was one in the junior high school my senior year, so we not even we ain't even worried about them boys. The year after, no, we ain't even worried about them boys. No, the year after actually was just crazy. The year after St. John's played Bryce Young and they lost. But he no. wasn't that raw when he was a junior, as, as raw as he was when he was a senior. Oh, yeah, we did play Bryce. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah he did came to D.C. Yeah. I, I never talked with Bryce about that. I forgot all about that. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had came to D.C. and all that. We was hanging on for his half now. If our team would have, we'd have beat them boys, bro. Come on, bro. Well, I'm not, bro. I just had to add that because we hear Malik talk bro. about St. John's all the time about how y'all bro, got we was so deep, it don't make no sense on team, bro. We bro, I, don't to, I don't have to cap about nothing, bro. And y'all were better than St. Francis too. St. Francis, Francis. Too. yes, bro, we done we done ran through all of them, bro. We was deep, bro. Like we had receivers, we had facts, we had linemen, we had defense, bro. Like our 2020 class and our 2019 class combined, bro. Oh my God, bro. The year bro. before that was even crazier. Woo. Well, Keelan, bro, I really, really appreciate you for coming on the show with us today, bro. Chopping it up, bro. We really, really enjoyed your company, bro. And no, uh, for sure, my bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And good luck on your season this, this upcoming season. I know you're working hard, bro. Yes, sir. I'll be tuning in to y'all spring. Man. I will. Of course, we, of we too. For sure. And uh, I'm, I'm going to see you around, bro. Thank you for, for coming. For sure, man. For sure. For sure. All right, y'all a lot of commotion in the media a lot of players don't know what team they're going to be on so let's start off by talking about which team is a better fit for odell beckham which team y'all think is the better fit the jets or the ravens the jets that there's there's no question why you say that you don't want to first of all I, I'm, I'm gonna rant about the ravens a little bit later but <laughs> <laughs> hey the jets the jets have the options you know they got they got a great defense it's better than the ravens number one good coach robert sala he's a great excellent coach he'll have he'll put odell in the right spots so i feel like the jets is the best fit for him i think it's all about the like fit like like you're saying the fit i honestly think i don't know the ravens are up in the air with me right now because they don't know what they're doing with their quarterback but if lamar is to stay with the ravens i think that that would be a great fit for him him and obj could get like a good connection going no. and maybe obj can be that like that receiver that they've been looking for you know no, what i'm saying no no not in this stage of man no he OB is old obj not only is he old but older. injury prone man he can't old. play a whole season he can't stay healthy I I agree, but imagine Rashad Bateman and OBJ in Rashad the, Bateman. That, Excuse me, bro, bro. Did you see how he played before he got injured last season? Bro, they Don't just get... trashed the man. They just trashed the man on the combine, saying we haven't hit on a wide receiver. They literally just trashed him. No. It's because he got hurt. I, think, no. I mean, I think Rashad Bateman is a good wide he's a, receiver he's a two good or wide receiver three. He's not. Uh, he's not no one. one. All right, so Odell coming no, in. He's a wide receiver one. three. Odell's not a one either. Anymore. He's a wide receiver three. Odell can't be a one. Stop the disrespect. I think Odell can't be. Odell, Odell shined when he wasn't getting double coverage. You weren't expecting a lot because he played with Cooper Cup. I you agree. You put him in a suit situation, and it was also, I forgot the other receiver that was there as well. And they had uh, Robert Higby. Woods. Robert yeah, it was. No, no, Van Jefferson. It was oh, Van Jefferson. Van yeah, Van Jefferson. Uh, right. Yeah, Woods was Van hurt. Jefferson. Woods was hurt. But he needs to be in a situation like that where you're not expecting him to come in and get six, seven catches, two touchdowns a game to win.
win. If he goes to the Jets, that's a great situation for him because you got Garrett Wilson. I know they just traded Braxton Berrios, but um, Bra excuse me. Well, they, Braxton Berrios is a good slot receiver. The the Walmart the, the Walmart version of Wes Walker. <laughs> well, he's not bad. He's not. He's bad. not. He's not bad. But he's a Walmart. He's they also, I, I feel like they're clearing their wide receiver room. Like they got rid of like Elijah Moore. They got Alan Lazard. Okay, they got Alan Lazard. So they, they got some talent. They, so yeah. we, Bro, we, we Wilson, automatic, yeah. they have young talent. Lazard too. and OBJ. You you telling me that ain't lethal? That's, that's a perfect situation for him. That is beautiful. You're not expecting. I ain't gonna lie. If he give you three catches, fifty yards, and maybe a touchdown every other game, that's all you need. What a what a situation for Odell to go to, where literally both teams are kind of. I want to say in turmoil, but, but like no, 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 they're it, very disorganized right now as far as what they're gonna do for their offense and their football team. The Ravens will require him to do more though. The Jets are not really gonna require him to do more. That's what I'm saying. That's a perfect fit. You know, he's getting up in age, as y'all said, that. but they're gonna make him require to do more stuff than the Jets would. I think it also depends on a quarterback That's situation. What I'm saying. Neither team Man, for I sure. Got a Rod. Neither team for sure. But has he's not. Uh, he's not there yet. Yeah, the trade hasn't been confirmed. I think you're right. It does depend on the the quarterback situation. If a Rod is to be there, one thing. If a Rod, dang. If a Rod is there, then that's yeah, this a. Is a Great situation, Ooh. but, but like, also we know for a fact Lamar Jackson. Even if he doesn't get traded, we know he's not going to play wearing, for. Baltimore. He's not wearing. He's not wearing. Man, he shouldn't step on the field. Perfect. Perfect. He shouldn't do nothing. Let's get into it then. Let's Bro. get into it now. On to our next topic. Lamar Jackson officially requested a trade from the Ravens. How do you think the Ravens should pivot? Let me start off. Listen, the Ravens front office is terrible. They're two sided. First, it's like, oh yeah, we love Lamar. We're gonna give you the money. Then they disrespected the man by by giving him less contract money than Kyler Murray. Like, are we serious? Yeah. You think Kyler Murray deserve that much money over Lamar? What? I don't know. Lamar should have got no. his contract done after he no. won his MVP. Facts. They disrespected the man, not give him his money. And then on top of that, not trying to help the man, literally just, all right, we're not going to give you money. They're literally okay with trading him. Like, no. He's a former MVP. What are we doing here? Yeah. Like, what are we doing? I mean, not even that. I, I feel like Lamar Jackson, he's a generational talent. Like, you're giving up or you're trying to give up a generational talent. Y'all agree? Yeah, he's, yes, he's kind of like. Yeah, definitely a generational talent. He's kind of like the prototype, just like Jalen Hurts of the up and coming new quarterbacks coming to the NFL. NFL, you know. Yeah. Anthony Richardson plays just like that. Bryce Young can play that from time to time. I feel you. I, CJ I, can play that from time to time. So that's what I'm saying. Like, he's the up-and-coming new generation of quarterbacks. So give the man the money he deserves. Yeah. I think the Ravens are playing with Lamar Jackson. They don't know what they want. And they, remember, remember they had the rumors come out that said they were offered their contract by a hundred million. They, like, couldn't, they couldn't agree between then. So, like, it looks like he kind of wants that, and you then, know, the Deshaun Watson contract. He deserved more money than Deshaun Watson. What has Deshaun Watson done? Deshaun, Wa NFL. Deshaun Watson Really, realistically, the Cleveland Browns super overpay for Deshaun Watson. Well, well, let's we let's, don't let's know. Time we, out. Let, let, let him get let's a full season. That's super. what I'm saying. We can't we can't make Man. that decision off of this last I'm season. Lamar over Deshaun, bro. What? If we're going if we're going off Deshaun Watson's contract at 200 million guarantee, what has he done to show you I'm worth 200 million guarantee? Lamar Jackson has an MVP. Well, he's he's gone to playoff games. He's shown you I can win. Yeah. I can win football and games. That, for and that's team. why I say how, I mean Deshaun got to it. Exactly. Deshaun got to an AFC championship. Yes, and they got destroyed, but he got. To the AFC we cannot, I know Deshaun Watson as a person. People look at him and judge him as a person, but as a player, he's raw. <laughs> no, he, he, him. We can't act no, like Deshaun is. Watson. I'm not, not. not disrespecting, but I'm saying we're not saying he's like, not good, bro. Yeah, no, like, I get you. I think he's worth that money. We're saying he got paid I think off. He's worth potential. that money though. We didn't. I, didn't say, I ain't really saying he yeah, got paid Kylie off. Murray, Kyler Murray got paid off potential. What has he done? Yeah. Now that what I has agree he with done? 
what has he done? Nah, like, bro, he's sure. my height. Well, now moving on into college basketball. March Madness is going on. Well, we had a big game this this past weekend with LSU facing off against Iowa. A lot of media presence in that game. Y'all want to talk about it a little bit? Let's touch on it. And Angel Reese. First of all, shout out to Angel Reese. From the DMV, you know what I'm saying? We got to shout her out. And I just think she came through so much perseverance this season, so much hate, so much scrutiny, and she just overcame all of that. You know, I'll be honest, I did not see LSU going to the national championship, let alone winning the whole thing. So I have to shout her out. I doubted them. I doubted her. And they raw. Oh, yeah. Shout out to that point guard, two number four. She's raw. Oh, RJ? Yeah. RJ Johnson? And she got bars. Like, she can, like, rap. Like, no no joke. Not even. So not shout even, out to her. Not even the team, the coaching staff. You know, if you guys didn't notice, the whole team is built off of transfers mm-hmm. and freshmen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not, not There's only one, one returning player last year when that season ended. Literally. Like, you know, this is what we dream at FAMU. That's what we, that's what we thought at FAMU. Lock it, lock it, lock it, lock it. We ain't got an injury. So let's but go, go no, I'm talking about for the men, not the women. The women are straight. But listen, my thing is though, shout out to them. Literally, shout out to them for doing that. And in the backlash she was getting about Caitlin Clark doing that, nah, we're not gonna do that. We we not we not gonna sit here and do that. Like she didn't do it, and it was all cool. Oh, she's she got spirit. She's competitive. You know, whoop the whoop. But when she do, it's a problem. Nah, man, we not gonna do that here. Nah, yeah. What what I will say, what I've been saying all weekend, pretty much from men's and women's games, it's all about matchups. So Iowa matched up better, much better with South Carolina than what they did with LSU. South Carolina can't shoot from the perimeter. Iowa can. <laughs> you can't beat threes with twos. South Carolina is a very disruptive disruptive defensive team. They play real tough defense, but they haven't played anyone like Caden Clark. Yeah, you said right. Caitlin? Caitlin, Caitlin, yeah. Okay, yeah. They haven't played anyone like her all season where she's just pulling up on the court. If I was a coach, I'd be like, live with that. But after you hit three, four, I'm like, okay. Well, she start, started, after, started after, the game off four for five yeah, for three. So, so once she hit the four, it was like, alright, it's kind of she in her zone now. You can't let people like that get into their zone. That's kind of what happened. That, that kind of what happened during the South Carolina game. We saw South Carolina didn't want to send any doubles or get the ball out of her hands. They mm-hmm. kind of just let her. Mm-hmm. No, they were take. they were literally just picking the defense alive. If it they double, they, they kind of they they let, let her dictate what she wanted to yeah. do. They didn't force because the ball because they had twenty five pressing her full court. That was their game plan. But she picked her plan. apart. My thing is though, I will play South Carolina a certain way where they can't play LSU because LSU can shoot just as well. And also, like I've been saying, and this ain't no Disney Channel movie. This ain't and no another thing. An all white team. I'm sorry, no racist involved, but you ain't gonna see too many times where an all white team is gonna beat an all black team. So yeah, it was either gonna come from South Carolina or LSU. But once Iowa beat South Carolina, I knew LSU was gonna beat Iowa. I didn't really give Iowa much of a chance. No, the thing about LSU is they're 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 complete on all three levels. They have complete bigs. They have complete guards. They have complete wings. Like they're gritty. They're tough. And they have a great coach. So great, yeah. But remember, just a, not even a full month ago, probably like a month and a half ago, South Carolina destroyed this same LSU Blitz. team. Like, it was bad. Blitz. Bad. <laughs> so, the best thing Kaitlyn Clark could have did for LSU was beat South Carolina. L- yes. Literally, when, when That's Iowa right, beat South Carolina, they was like, oh yeah, we got this in the bag. Yeah, That's yeah, great. Yeah, was, yeah they, they felt pretty good LSU going into did that not matchup. want to play South Carolina. We knew, even when I was watching the game, I'm like, I don't want to see South Carolina versus LSU again. I, I just don't. Mm. That's what I wanted to see again. Well, going into the other game, the UConn Huskies are, are the two 2023 national champions of, of the world, right? Right. So, what do y'all think about the game last last night? Uh, UConn has been doing pretty much what they've been doing all season. This, yeah, I mean, out this, win, people, this they, win did not come as a surprise yeah, to me, no. really. Not at all. Shout out to UConn's coach Dan Hurley. They I, have a full, complete team, and they're just some dogs. I wouldn't not, necessarily play. They play running. I wouldn't necessarily say they play running gun because they, to me, I think they play inside and then out. But it just works because they have such a complete team that they can pretty much beat you 
you any way you want to. They can play half court. They can speed the game up if you want to shoot. They got shooters that can shoot. They can play inside because they got two bigs that are seven feet tall and pretty much snatch everything off the glass. Yes, yeah, to add on to that, they came out with a defensive stand like first 10, 11 minutes in the game, no field goal. I was like, oh yeah. I already knew what time this was going to be. Then Jordan Hawkins, let me let me eat my worries that I said back at your crib, Malik. I was like, I don't think he's a better shooter than my mans. Let me take that back. Man. That was craziness. Let me right. take that back. Let me take that back. He a. Hey, I remember the conversation he, he we had. Well, who, who was your man at the time? You said great. No, I said Will Richard. Oh, I don't remember him. I don't remember him. Let me take that back though. Hey, and it was they nah, was. But he, he was getting the chicken. Yeah, but he got a strap. He, he was getting the chicken. He was getting the chicken. Bro, his chop is insane. He don't care. Fender's hand will be in his face. He doesn't care. He's. he's but once Alabama and Houston were out the tournament, I knew it was UConn's All right, game championship to lose. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. Anyways, Adam Sinogo, and he was going crazy whole March Madness. I agree. I didn't. You know, I didn't really watch Big East like that. I was kind of staying away from it. But when I found out who Adam Snogo was, I said, oh, yeah. Oh. Oh yeah, he reminds me of Kofi Cockburn. Yeah, a issue in the paint, mm -hmm. a issue like they was double boxing a him big out. Big body, yeah, he's he fundamentally sound. Fundamental. Yeah, congrats, congrats to him winning. You know, most outstanding player. He played. Well, he had seven. He had seventeen and ten. Yeah, championship game. He was, he was looking he like was a, killing. Absolute dog on the boards. Every time, every time you looked at like any type of long rebound, you saw twenty one. You saw, saw him. Saw. You saw him That's there. True. So like he definitely, he definitely played up to the moment of a national champion. And I can't say none of us are. Uh, any of us have San Diego State winning? Uh, against UConn, I don't think any of us did, but you know, yeah, I didn't. Kudos to San Diego State for getting this far. You know, you guys were the underdogs. You know, unfortunately, the Cinderella story didn't end how they wanted it to, but they did play a good season and a good tournament. To follow up with that, who is the Blue Bloods? Let me ask you, because I had a debate with my guy last night. Kentucky, Duke, UCLA, North Carolina, UConn now. Kansas in there? Kansas, Kansas, Kansas. You said Kansas, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, what about you, Malik? I mean, my list is really the same as Justin. Like, yeah. okay. Okay, because my man said Villanova, and I was like, no. Villa, if I was if, like, no. If Jay no. Wright would have continued coaching, and they, because after that last championship, where they was, where they beat everybody by uh, seventeen plus points, that you can't make it up. At that point in time, they were they heading were blue up blood. that route of becoming a blue blood. But ever since Jay Wright retired, it's kind of been going downhill ever since. But I can see why he say that. They they get good talent too, like Justin Moore. I know Justin Moore; he's a good talent from the DMV. Villanova get talent that they can develop. They don't they don't necessarily get one and done players. They get real tough players from the area and also it might, four years yeah who gonna stay at least three to four years look at Jalen Brunson you got Dante DiVincenzo Josh Hart Josh Hart they got Michael they get players Bridges. like that they get players like that they can that they can mold and build they get real tough guard and right. it works follow up with that y'all think UConn gonna go back to back it depends on who they got coming back and who they got leaving Jordan Hawkins out there. Because because the odds is <laughs> UConn, draft. UConn, Kansas, UCLA, Duke, Kentucky, and Arizona. Right now, my early favorite right now, just off namesake, is Kentucky because you literally can't make up. You would think that's a created team if we're just going off college basketball alone. They literally have the top five of the what top. What about Duke, though? I don't, Duke got some top talent coming in. Well. Duke got top talent coming in. We got in, Tyrese Proctor coming back too, baby. Duke got and Mark. top talent coming in. But this Kentucky team reminds me a lot of that Zion team. Like, they had, like you couldn't make up the talent they had. They had, like, three of the top five players and then you got a good team surrounding them. This is what that Kentucky team reminds me of. I think Cal is bound to win one sooner or later and I think next year, if he don't win it next year, I don't think he'll ever win it anytime soon. So, well, well, well. All will be in Lexington next year. It will. And yes, Well, now we're going to transition a little bit into the NBA. The season is coming to an end very quickly. Very, very quickly. How about them Lakers? Lakers! I told, I told, hold on, hold on a second. I 
We're going to get to that. Calm down, Brian. Not want to listen. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. But first, I like how he's hyped about the Lakers instead of the Heat. Because we have nothing to cheer for. We're dead last in scoring. We can't shoot threes. Pat Riley will pay for what he's done for this team. Yes, yes, Brian. LeBron is back. They've been balling. We're going to get to the Lakers, though. First, I want to kind of talk about the elephant in the room the Dallas Mavericks. The Mavericks are currently in 11th place for Western Conference, and they are out of the playing right now. My question to you guys is, who do you guys think the blame is for this? Is it Kyrie? Is it Luka? Is it, is it Jason Kidd as a coach? Who y'all think this is like to blame? Mark Cuban. Mm. Yeah, Mark, Mark Cuban. I never heard this. Let the me hear, owner. Let me hear why. Me hear why. Bro, you can't. It's hard. I know, for one, it's hard to build a team around Luka. One, because no one wants to come to Dallas. I'm just going to give it a bit. I ain't never heard a free agent say, Dallas is my top place. Dallas is a nice city, though. But no. they don't... Nobody, nobody wants like to go money to wise. Yeah, it's real tight over there, but city wise, nice. It's hard to build a team around Luca that is going to sustain success. Luca needs a team surrounding him, pretty much three and D players, kind of like how you build around LeBron. You need three and D players. Namesake, oh yeah, Kyrie. You would think that'll be a great fit, but honestly, I didn't think that was a good fit because they both need the. Well, Kyrie can play off ball. Luca needs the ball. He needs the ball in his hand to be successful. Also, the team around him is. Yeah, like there's other no, than, no other than Kyrie Irving, who the next best player? Reggie Bullock. I mean, that's true. And some, somebody Jordan, mentioned uh, the other day they traded away their most valuable player, bro, Dorian Finney-Smith. I promise you guys, bro, he, he was a lot, he did was a, lot a lot of the things a that a lot of the people on that team didn't want to do. And now that he's gone, they don't have that. They don't have that crush to lean on. I want to start by saying I was right. Number one, that this probably wasn't going to work, and we had to give it some time to see if it was going to work. And now the time is showing it's not working. I want to also say plus he, his attitude. His attitude, Luca's attitude, his body it's language awful. is awful. His defense is terrible. It's abysmal to watch. It is. He like, does not play defense. That's why they're but on the that, downfall. But that's why you have to surround him with the correct player. Like, they literally, his whole team surrounding him has to be 3 and D. It has to be 3 and D, 3 and D. People that don't need the ball, people that can move without the ball. I feel because you. Because if you don't, it's never going to be successful. I don't think Luca's going to finish his career in Dallas. I don't. But I also think that's why, like, the Lakers are doing so well. I didn't mean to bring them in, but. I say that just to say, at first, the first beginning of the season, they weren't able to figure it out. LeBron didn't have those type of players around him. Now he has players that are willing to move without the ball, that are willing to play defense, that are willing to, you know what I'm saying, like do the dirty thing. So I also want to touch up on something first before we, before I'm sorry, Brian. One, you said the Kings weren't going to sustain the success. They're still in the third seed, 47. Okay, like I the bees. I, I eat my words. I said yes, that last episode. Yes, I eat my words. Sir. I eat my words. Also, if the season were to end today, the Pelicans would be playing the Nuggets. I think that's a very winnable se- uh, series for the Pelicans, especially if Zion comes back. 100% no. They they just said there's no timetable for Zion to come back. So, no, they're getting blown out. Well, like Tristan said, if Zion does come back, we don't know. But if he does, I I like them. The Nuggets are one of the most overrated teams ever. You're crazy. I see why you're saying that, but I feel like it's the year. I'm not going to lie. The the Nuggets, we ain't finna act like they're not good. Don't get me wrong. Off namesake, they're good. Yeah, you got Jamal Murray. No. Still still recovering. Yeah, you got Jokic. You know he's going to give you 30, 12, whatever. You have staff for you. You know, Nikola Jokic just had double digit first half. Man, first I don't half. Care hold on, hold on, man. Double digits first half. He's had double digit rebounds assists in the first half nine times this season. You know what's mm-hmm. the other person that has another stat just like that? Will Chamberlain? There is none. Oh. Listen, check me out. 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 Check
made noise in the playoffs. When they went to the, was it, Western Conference Finals? And got blitzed by the who? They played the Lakers. Uh-huh. Last year, Denver <laughs> last year Denver didn't have Jamal Murray. They didn't they have did. Michael Porter. So, did. like, this, is their, this year, they're fully healthy, right? They have Jamal number, Murray is healthy. Number, I don't care what you say. Rebirth, Eric Gordon. Reigning MVP. Like this since he left he Orlando. He is hooping. He is hooping. He's hooping. I'd be a little happy too if I left Orlando. Do not be surprised if Denver gets upset it. That's all I'm going to say. I see Denver going to Western Conference Finals. Y'all want to know who my West my West Dark Horse is? And oh, I, okay. I'm going to stand on this, bro. The Los uh-huh. Angeles Lakers. The Clippers. All right. Okay. The Los Excuse Angeles me? Clippers, bro. Okay. Bro, I'm telling y'all. Yeah. You're bro, they are sitting nice in fifth. Now, look. <laughs> <laughs> they, they might have to play. If I'm not mistaken, they, they would have Phoenix. to play Phoenix. Yes, first round. They're yeah. out of there. That's not easy. They're out, yeah, of, they're out of there. If they can get through Phoenix. Bro, they're undefeated with Kevin Durant in the lineup. They're not losing. Six and oh. <laughs> they're undefeated. We got to make sure Kawhi <laughs> and Paul George are even healthy to play. Well, you know, the, the Clippers sending uh, Kawhi getting him ready for the playoffs. So he'll be ready. Don't, don't worry uh-huh. about that. They've been saying that for four years. <laughs> and, they, and they got Russell Westbrook, who has been hooping right now. He's been playing right now. But do you trust Russell Westbrook to lead your team to a championship or to help your team win a championship? No. Okay. To bring in this Lakers conversation, I would like to, you know, spice it up a little bit. The Lakers are one game out of the sixth seed. Do you guys think that they'll be able to make it into the playoffs? 100%. 100%. <laughs> so you're telling me the they're going to the knock yes. the Warriors into the play-in? Because the yes. Warriors aren't in the playoffs right now. Yes. The haven't been believing in the Warriors the entire year. I'm not going to lie. I haven't believed in the Warriors just for the simple fact that no Andrew Wiggins. Now, when Andrew Wiggins comes in, I, he's close I to returning. Like, yeah, I know he is. He's with the team right now. But exactly. I don't, I don't I don't see that. I don't I don't see them. I unless I see the Warriors Aaron Wiggins. because of Stephen Clay. I think that the Lakers will be in the play-in, brother. That's what yeah, I'm making that plan. I think Lakers currently right now with D'Angelo Russell, LeBron, and AD starting are currently undefeated, in case y'all didn't know that. They've won six. They're all six of the games that they've all played. So, AD is uh, playing lights out right AD now, too. Like, AD is playing lights. If we can stay healthy, then... Since the trade deadline, they can't <laughs> nobody guard AD. Since the trade when deadline, he's healthy, yes, I agree. Trade deadline, they are top five in defense, top five in offense. LeBron James is playing without the ball, taking some stress off of him. Andrew Davis is like a monster. Hillbilly Kobe is going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, Don't listen. Don't get me started on Hill. This, this is who I have for the Western Conference, right, to make the playoffs. The Warriors, the Lakers. I have the Thunder uh, overtaking the Timberwolves and then the Pelicans. I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. To finish it out. Everything else stays the same, but to finish it out. So, wait. Repeat it one more time. I'm sorry. I have the Lakers in six. I have the Warriors in seven. Mm. And then the Thunder. Oh, never mind. I got a Thunder in eight. Yeah. yeah. Pelicans are out. Okay. Yeah, no sign. I forgot. I forgot. No sign. Yeah, take that back. Which yeah. Ingram has been going. Brandon Ingram has been hooping. Okay. All right, so I have a question. How did the these like lower teams who do y'all think that fits the best to get uh victor webinyama just looking just off a glimpse it's uh, the, mean, i mean i don't i don't want oklahoma him to go, city thunder i don't want him to go to none of those teams oh my gosh the oklahoma city if they made the playoffs then no oklahoma city if they if oklahoma still got the draft picks by the they way that's why i oh, said yeah, i forgot they loaded the they oklahoma city thunder checking okay. shy oh my god and they got like, they got some fan. solid they got some solid players bro i would be a fan j-dub josh giddy did y'all see katie came out the other day he was like i would love to play with thunder now yeah they just booed him like crazy the other day Poor KD. Kevin Randall got a for all time great no, player. Kevin Durant, not, KD. Kevin Durant does not have a home in terms of like an all time great player. Bro, sweet, Kevin Durant is a troll. Get the, uh, first pick too. The Hornets get the first pick. I love that. See him play with. Uh, I was gonna Lamello. say. I don't. I, love I would like to see that. Or maybe what I about don't. the Spurs? Absolutely not. Man, no. Anyway, what you? No. Saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Ebron. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Ebron. No. <laughs> Made me forget my so point. We, now, so you had women yama playing like Tim Duncan. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. So lastly, who is y'all's MVP pick? 
for this season. I mean, it's the same three people, Embiid, Joker, and Giannis. Who do y'all like winning it? My MVP pick is the same MVP every year. It's the Greek Freak. But this year, just because, I'm going to say Joel Embiid. Go, no, go ahead and tell us why. Tell us why. Why do you think that? Greek Man. Freak is the best player in the NBA. The MVP means most valuable player. Greek Freak is the most valuable player. Well, MVP player. hasn't always meant the best player in the NBA. That's that is true. That is true. That is true. And if we're going off most valuable. Most valuable gotta, is Giannis. You got to say. Or we can't even say that because without Giannis playing, we've seen the Bucks that win true. games without. But I got to go Joel. I, I feel like he hmm? deserved. Yeah, absolutely. I like Joel. If Nikola win three in a row, He's... I'm going to personally go up to the NBA office and talk to <laughs> well, somebody. I guess you got to personally go up there and talk to somebody <laughs> because <laughs> he's winning. He is winning. He's like, almost, he's, almost average, he's averaging a, a triple-double at this point. But he all, this, all this stat padding, all, one, I don't want to hear none of that. I Listen, he do stat pad. Though. No, he does not. I don't think he's that. No, he does not. But check me out, though. Check me out, though. If we going off just that one head-to-head -head matchup, they had Joel Hilt. Okay, and listen, listen. There's murder. Listen, listen, listen. The other week, they're supposed to play, and what he do? He set out. He ran. That wasn't his fault. Ain't know what's wrong with him. Man, I'm, not that. That was not I'm not buying that. You know, Joel Embiid hasn't played in Denver since 2019. Doc set him out. He's running. He's, He's running, running from him. Well, we know who wasn't running the first He's time. He's not no. running from him. No, bro. I listen. seen them play. He is not listen, running listen, from listen, him. Nah, Why do you want to go to Denver listen. then? Yeah. Why do you want to go to Denver? I don't want to go. Bro, I'm, bro, it happens, bro. Like, there's stuff that happens. Since 2019. Since 2019. It's 2023. Y'all think he circles the thing on his calendar. He's like, oh, yeah, that game. I'm taking off. I'm taking off that game. Like, no. It's him. You really can't take him serious. He's a troll. Practice, hey y'all, who we play tomorrow? Denver, Denver, Denver. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm I'm hey, I'm, I'm see y'all boys later. Bro. I'm gonna tap in with y'all boys when y'all get back. Bro, listen, I love Embiid. I love his game, his fork, everything. But leading like, league in scoring, he always cries about all oh, this. Oh, like he cries, he trolls. I'm tired of it. It gets to a certain point where it's just annoying. It's really annoying. That's why I don't want him to win. But I like him as a player. I just don't want him to win. I think the Joker, Denver's point. Oh shoot, man, why y'all ain't tell me about this last week? Well, I feel you. I feel you. I like Embiid personally. It was a great show today, y'all. I really appreciate y'all coming in the studio, and we had a good show, but it's time for the best part of the show. Shout outs. Let's get it. First off, man, shout out to God. I really appreciate you, man, getting blessing me. Shout out to myself, and shout out to my family back home, and shout out to y'all boys in the studio. Hey, man. Shout out to Amai. He was not here with us. He Shout out, out to that boy Amai. Yeah, yeah. He handling some big things right now in New York. Shout out to my boy doing great things. Shout out to me. Shout out to my family. Shout out to God. Shout out to Terrence, WANM 90.5. Shout out to the Word Around Campus team. You know the vibes. Shout out to everybody that's listening, man. Reflection of everybody's love and support. Uh, I'm not going to go out here and say uh, shout out to me because, you know, I'm going to have a little more humility than that. <laughs> um, <laughs> shout out, Brian. Shout out to I. We got some big things planned. Hopefully, we can get this NBA internship that we've been trying to get for so long. Oh, me. On us. Push. Gotta keep it low key. Under wraps. Yeah. Moving silence. Moving silence until it's done. You feel me? First and foremost, I want to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for all the stuff He's done for me as a whole and for my family. I want to shout out my family. I want to shout out the guys in the studio I'm with, man. They uplifted me, brought me to new heights. You feel me? Uh, everybody in the studio. Yeah, that's it. All right, y'all. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. Just a reminder, Halftime with the Playmakers is a product of WAM FM 90.5 in the School of Journalism and Graphic Communication at Florida AM University. We out.